0: Change agent, generational curse breaker, the one breaking with tradition, doing too much, switching up, or why you always want to change everything all the time. These are a few of the terms or phrases that are often said to you or about you when you are actively making changes to your personal lifestyle or the patterns in your friendships or your family relationships, which will contribute to your personal legacy so if you can relate to being misunderstood for wanting to do better then this episode is for you hi i'm pam williams a mother and i'm jessica e williams a daughter and this is a mother and a daughter truthful chat where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship
1: We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Welcome to Truthful Chats, 20 minutes or less designed to help us get to the place of generational wellness, right? More on that below. So each month we have a theme, the generational wellness theme, and on our Truthful Chat Thursday, we kind of unpack that theme a little bit, talk about it, chop it up. And the theme for this month, it's March. It is March. This it, is March. March. It, March. it just happened, right? Uh, month of the year. Yeah, wow. here we are. Here we are. So the theme for March is belief. And today's episode will talk about believing in the power of legacy. Today we're discussing the joy and hope of celebrating our family traditions, our rich legacies, while writing new narratives that provide healthy alternatives healthier family relationships and patterns that will help us build kind of a new hybrid legacy as it were let's talk about that a hybrid legacy (laughs) um that allows you to take some of the past and then line it up with your own personal values and beliefs for where you are right now in 2023
0: Exactly. So in February, of course, we celebrated Black History Month. Uh, check out the episode if you haven't. It was kind of late. And now we're in March. So we're celebrating Women's History Month. And naturally this month will make us all think about like women who changed the globe on this like incredible huge world stage and platform which we'll talk more about later in the episode but for me I feel like women's history is about celebrating and honoring the women around me every day like Mm -hmm. that contributes to my life of course like my mother and my sister and my cousins and my friends hey girls and my aunties so
1: it's all good 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 celebrating y'all Real aunties and play aunties. We can talk aunties. about that too, right? So absolutely, women are the backbone of so many families in every uh, in racial every racial role. and ethnic group, but particularly in African American families, um, a strong woman is actually a big, big part of all of our legacies, right? We up. all had a big mama or female figure in our community who had a particular brand of strength and wisdom and understanding. And all of us looked up to those people and they helped to shape us and help us to better understand our past and our identities. And so given our history as Black people being sold to slaves, it's, uh, you know, we all know it, Shadow the trauma energy. of it um that is really important that we have a really strong foundation and a really strong identity because you know part of that legacy was that we were sold and separated and it was hard to maintain a sense of family and a well, sense. Well, your
0: direct bloodline for sure.
1: Yeah, a <clears throat> sense of family. So I think that's one of the reasons that we have all formed these extended families that are just as important to us as our real families because um, that's just who we are. We take the village and help raise the babies. Amen. I mean,
0: which is an African proverb, but yep. uh, you're so churchy, not amen. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like to think that those that history um, and us having to sort of like piecemeal and make our own families. Um, it's sort of like we create our own unique dynamic family structures, which are reflected in our, our affections and our labels for each other, like we were saying play cousins, my play aunties, my play uncles, my play brothers and sisters, like we just create our own families. So it reflects the idea. And a lot
1: of times we're closer with those
0: play people than sometimes yeah, our than our own, actual, actual family, yeah. which is true.
1: Um, and
0: you know, that just sort of reflects the idea that like your family can be of your choosing. And although we might not be necessarily related by blood but we share the same heart or we align on the same values a lot of the times, which is cool. And I think we also have pride as black people in terms of being a family through the black experience, through what we call the culture, right? Uh, Which we celebrate in a variety of ways. We do it in stories and songs and ceremonies and art and music and dance. And um, it's also the reason, one of the reasons I say, we say like, yo, what up fam? Like we all feel like we're one big connected family um, in this whole sort of expression of what it means to be black, particularly in this country. And as globally, I think African-American our impact as a culture has definitely reached across the diaspora, which is cool. So um, the culture which we reflect and sort of our creative expressions is often celebrated on the mainstream platforms. I think we all know what we mean by that. And that even though those feel like super new and super exciting to people who are outside of our community, for Black people, there's just really like a direct connection to the artistic expressions of our ancestors and the people that came before us. So it's really a way that we you know, honor people I think of just off the cuff um, when Beyonce did B-Day and I think she was doing Deja Vu and I forgot what award ceremony it was, but she pretty much like had on the Josephine uh, Baker banana skirt and like really was, you know, paying homage to Josephine Baker's um, legacy and history, so it shows up If you're paying attention and you know the history uh And the things that we're doing And so these are just like a few examples mm-hmm. Of, um the queen is always on the brain That's weird, of um, positive ways Don't say that, they'll be talking about she got Right, well, <laughs> Beyonce is not a demon Let's just, uh, one day we're going to come over here And talk about the church's obsession with Beyonce, <laughs> like we're really going to talk about it I'm kind of sick of it, not tonight. Not, not tonight not tonight though, but anyway, back on track These are just a few examples of the positive ways that we honor our tradition and our ancestors and our family legacies but with everything good unfortunately there can also be a downside to those things and you may need help to get to the other side of working through those downsides right so we're gonna throw up a couple of um organizations that we found that may help you on that journey it's for various and sundry things um mainly to help black women at all ages, stages, and places uh, in your life. So find the one that works for you and check them out. And if you just Google black mental health organizations or emotional organizations, whatever you need, there's gonna be something for you. And I think this is important to highlight cause I sort of touched on it in today's intro, but like not all the traditions that we have are necessarily good or contribute to the vision and future that we have for ourselves. And our loved ones, if, you know, we're starting mm-hmm. our own families, our own groups, um, especially when we go to college, you know, you meet people from all different walks of life and it might not be the same as yours. And that can be joy for folks. And so you are well within your rights to change what you feel or what you think about things because you have freedom of choice. Um, but that type of change is not always an easy process to go through and you can really leave, really it's leave you feeling um, isolated and really alone a lot of the times. And to quote our friends over at Women Evolve, shout out to as JR, the whole crew and the delegation, just because you know better don't mean that you are always going to be doing better. Right. And I'll even add to that, that if you are a person who is knowing better and doing better, grace and peace to you for being amazing. Um, it can really be a lonely trek sometimes, especially in a family unit, if you're the only person in the family that's doing those things and making those changes. So you may have to you know, sort of change up your circle, change up your environments change up the people that you're hanging around and find people that are on the same page to support you in order to make
1: lasting change. Don't be afraid to branch out a little bit. Yeah. And as we are honoring, you know, our ancestors and the legacy that we have, it's also necessary to look at the weaknesses um, that we see in our family and our communities and not be afraid to talk about um, that kind of stuff, because we can use it to shore up our family relationships and create a better dynamic, and to create that culture of generational wellness that we believe is so important. Impossible. Yeah, and it may require talking about stuff that nobody in your family has talked about in years. You may have to be the one to bring it up. I remember in my family, I was the first one that started saying "I love you" all the time. My family is not mushy and lovey-dovey, and you know, we just—I just started with when you get off the phone, when you do this, "I love you," whatever and you know slowly but surely it picked up she's also the baby so you know yeah i could i could get away with things i (laughs) guess but it is true you know we have these secrets and we have these ways that we do things in our family and we don't know why we do them that way nobody has talked about it in years you know we don't talk about bruno Uh ain't got nothing on black families like we have so much deep-seated many many things that um, we just don't bring up, and it's detrimental for our children. I cannot tell you how many times, you know, my the younger part of our family has said, "Wait, what happened? Why didn't? Why didn't why anybody ever that? tell me? that? Why don't I know this?" We were watching a episode. There's a of, great episode about Har- ha- Harlem, Harlem, uh, Harlem uh, last week them, uh,
0: about that uh, Quinn. Played by uh the incredible Grace Byers. Um, yeah, about her mental health struggles that she has this season and it runs in her family. And of course, no one ever talked about Nobody it. Nobody ever like talked a big, about it. Um theme is that like, why do we hide these kinds of things in black families? Because it's really important. So yeah,
1: check that yeah. out too. So um these, you know, as you know, and if you don't know and you keep following us, you will know that we are ardent believers in therapy. We've been in therapy for 10 years, over just 10 boy, years,
0: over probably. Two, probably like 12 now. But. Anyway,
1: we had a session today, this morning. Every we two weeks, every, don't miss it. We do not miss. Um, we might go without food, but we're not going to miss that therapy session. Um, because we just believe it's really important to find a way to have hard conversations in your families, mm-hmm. with your friends. And if you can't have those conversations, you can't ever get healthy. Because there's always going to be something bubbling right under the surface, You know, something if you stick a pin in, it's going to explode and you're not going to know why. So you just really gatherings are awkward. Yeah. You just really have to make an effort to reach out to somebody if you need help, because you will need help. Because sometimes navigating through these conversations when nobody in your family has ever had them before, they don't believe in having them, all of those things that can be rough water. So that's why we are giving you some resources and we'll Keep putting them up as we find them and letting you know where you can go to get help to get better because we all want to be better. So get
0: better. Better help is also a great resource. So, yeah, better we are
1: outside.
0: shutting off uh, the resources. But if you got to go back and get them, they're also going to be below the video. So don't trip. We got you. Um, and we really hope that this truthful chat you know, has been really helpful and is giving you permission to think about the ways that you can honor your past legacy while you're creating a new one. And we don't believe that those things are mutually exclusive. We believe in the both. both Okay. Both things can exist at the same time. And we're going to unpack like way more about this topic, uh, coming up in the next month. So stay tapped in, but right now we're about to transition into something kind of cool. So we talked about, um, wanting to honor, Uh, Incredible women during Women's History Month So we will be highlighting black women Of course that you may have never heard of So today we are starting With a history profile On Muriel Burrell Smith I don't know if she's related to uh, Kim Burrell But um, we'll see So she is a mezzo
1: Soprano which means What Bam, A a half soprano And half contralto so that means she can sing kind of in a lower range, and then go all the way up to somewhere. Well, you know, they gotta have the the,
0: dramatics in opera. It just sounds like she can sing, sing to me. That's all I heard. Um, so she was born in Harlem, which is where I was born. Um, and she was born on February twenty third, which is Pam's birthday, but obviously the year is different. She was born in nineteen twenty three, and at age fourteen. Um, She was actually featured on a CBS radio theater program in New York City, which is super dope. In 1939, she ended up uh, attending and was admitted to the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which is a private conservatory for some of the world's most talented young musicians. She was actually the first African-American to study at Curtis and there was no tuition um, to charge for those students enrolled in the institution. She graduated in 1946, um in the same class as Leonard the Bernstein. So conductor the Len- famous conductor. See it was a black woman doing dope things right alongside all these white men that get the credit all the time. Um also when she uh was a youngster, she made her debut on Broadway, Hello Somebody, uh, in December of 1943, in the title role of Carmen Jones, for those of y'all that know that, uh, opera, and this was an African-American cast, which was pretty cool, Uh, but I said 1943, and she graduated in 1946. That means she was having a lead role whilst doing her studies um, on Broadway, okay, probably going back and forth between Philly um, and uh, New New York. York. Back and forth. So she did that for about 14 months while she was in school. In 1949, she moved to London and she starred in South Pacific. And one of our favorite musicals, The King and I, and she was actually known for being the uncredited ghost singer for Zsa Zsa Gabor and Moulin Rouge. They're original, not the Nicole Kidman, like you got to go back, back, back in the archives for this one. Okay. Um, And then in 1955, she returned to the United States where she did a lot of um, dubbing work for actresses. If anybody knows what that is, I mean, she just either sang or did lines or did all that kind of stuff for the actors when they were not particularly capable. Um, and then this was actually
1: very interesting. And when they many. weren't letting black oh, people and when be they shown on the screen. That's true. She was, they was using that behind voice, the though. scenes doing the voices.
0: <laughs> she was pretty much, uh, it was an Ursula situation, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with, with The Little Mermaid. Um, and then this was interesting. She actually was offered um, a lead role in Porgy and Bess, which is A super famous opera and musical um, by Samuel Goldwyn, the uh, important and very famous uh, movie executive, uh, studio founder of MGM. um, And you may know uh, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer or MGM Plus in our days and times. Um, And she actually refused that role. She said it doesn't do the right thing for my people. And so, all money and good money. And then in 1960, um, her she actually made The Crowning Experience, which was a film about the life of the African-American. Educator, dope, G uh, Mary McLeod, Mary McLeod Bethune. And the film was one of the first with a multiracial cast of equal billing. That's like a big deal. Sometimes people still don't to this day be getting paid what they need to be getting paid in a multiracial cast. So that's awesome. And she was credited with helping to integrate theaters in Atlanta, Georgia. And you know how hard that was, because remember where Charles was born in Georgia and he refused to play down there until they um, integrated. Uh, The theaters. So she was really out here making history. So Muriel Burrell Smith um, was an international artist. Unfortunately, she died of cancer on September 13th, 1985 in Richmond, Virginia. She was only 62. So please, 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 during Women's History Month. As we're highlighting these people, prioritize um, prioritize your health. I could talk about that for myself, but I won't. Um, but it's important to get your screenings and all those things done. Um, and if you want more information on Miss Muriel or any other incredible Black history makers, then please feel free to check out BlackWallStreet.org or at Black Wall Street USA on Facebook, which is where we got all this information from today's. Episode. So yeah, be sure to check that out. It's a lot of really cool information. I learned a lot today. Uh, I hope you did as well. It's important. Keep the history going since history is clearly under assault these days. Um, also during Women's History Month, we want you to feel free to leave your favorite dynamic woman from history or anybody you know, like we said in your family that you feel like is dope and you want to highlight and spotlight so we can celebrate them. So drop that in the comments, comment section. We want to hear from you. And you know how we do. We almost are at time. Uh, so we're going to beat you with you. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Um, we're going to be talking. So just keep coming back. So you can keep hearing these conversations. Uh, but as always, have you subscribed to the YouTube channel? Are you following us on IG? Have you liked us on Facebook? We are at Create Generational Wellness on all these platforms. I'm very excited about another platform we're getting ready to be on. I just Stop haven't. Teasing the people. I, just, I haven't learned enough about it yet. But I'm very, very excited about it. So you'll know about it. Um, once we're ready so with that thank you so much for joining us check out all the information in the description box or wherever we have all of these various resources and things for you and we'll see you next time
1: thanks for coming